0: Isn't that nice? Somebody was saying in the first service, we could just we could just sit here during this time and just let that go. Just you know, just keep. I'll just stay quiet and just just let it go. In fact, we've got some friends here here recently. I, I do think that you can bring that to, to wherever you are. Uh, we got a, a little pool in our subdivision, and uh, this last week we uh, we had two speakers go, and one with that sound. Of those waves rolling in, and the other with some some good uh, some good you know ocean vibe music. It's like man, if I close my eyes, man, there was a little bit of a breeze. I'm like man, I can I can do it. I can transport. Uh, Part of the reason for that is because I'm trying to figure out personally how to how to vacation well, how to rest well. Uh, That's what this series is going to be over the next few weeks. Uh, Part of it just. Uh, I think we're all kind of in that place. This is so, it's so countercultural for us to, to find real rest the way that God defines it. And, uh, and I just see it as a habitual sin and problem in my own world. And I, it, may, it may just be me. I'm assuming that there's some folks in the room that are kind of geared the way that I am, and maybe you have the same issue. The older I get, the more that I see how broken it is. Uh, sometimes my most anxious moments and worst days are in the middle of a time that's designated and set aside to be rest and restoration. And I, and I, I've always wondered why is that? You know, what what happens? How am I broken that I am looking forward to that time? I like got it marked on the calendar, and I'm like counting down the days. And then whatever that thing is, whether it's a you know, a good you know day away or a weekend or Christmas or going somewhere or, or whatever it is, it feels like you know, about halfway through, I just kind of just internally combust, like, and, uh, and, and when I really start to diagnose it, what I think's at the heart, at least for, for my problem, is that I, I, there's something deep in me, if you, you know, somebody really started asking the questions, you could probably go back in my story somewhere, that it got in me deep, that, you know, my productivity is, is really important to me, uh, even, even to a, a broken place, like, like, I want to be not just active, but I want to be, I want to be productive. And I think our, our culture really does that. I'm trying to pass that in a good way to my kids. But it, I think there's a line to which I, I've I crossed at some point. So, so burning the candle at both ends and, and, and living that way where everything is just kind of, you know, I'm just trying of chasing my tail all the time. And then vacation comes. And because I've equated my, my significance with my production— Now, I'm supposed to have some days that I'm unproductive? (laughs) Now, now there's something happens inside of me. Like, I I didn't, okay, that day was, this day was unproductive. I can't can't hardly, I can't. So what I do to vacation is basically become Chevy Chase and the National Lampoon's vacation, right? Like, now, how can we make this vacation productive, right? Like, man, it's going to look like this, you know, it's got to, we're going to. And then when that breaks down, those are the really bad days. Like, the day is set aside, I've got a way and a plan and a goal to make this vacation perfect, and then it breaks. i never forget, we, uh, our one trip to, uh, to Disney, uh, Brennan was little, and he was, he was all into drawing. And, and we thought, man, he's like, this is the next Picasso, right? I mean, he's got it. And we get there, and they've got these artists that are coming in teaching how to, to draw the, the Disney characters. And so we bring the whole family in and Brennan's kind of right in the middle and we're all like looking at him and and we're gonna do it with him and the artist comes in and and they start up and and Brennan's a perfectionist, big time. And he made a mistake on the first drawing and he just started bawling and rolled up the paper and threw it and just threw a little fit. To which I said, Boy, what are you doing? (laughs) Brought you all the way out here to Orlando, and you know. It wasn't about him being happy, it was about me having the perfect day, right? My productive thing that was going to happen is my boy Brennan was going to have fun, and he wasn't having fun, ruining my day. <laughs> you know, that, when you go to the beach, have y'all had it happen when you get there, and you got this plan, and then it rains, and a storm comes in, you know? Or the water's not good that day. It just feels like the whole thing got crushed. There's this thing in me that just, that just breaks, and... Um, and I think it really goes back to where I put my significance. It has a lot to do. Uh, my production is where I equate my significance, which is, which is so broken and, uh, and messed up. And so on these days, these, uh, these next four weeks, we're going to talk about this, this word Sabbath and this stillness that God calls us to. You know, uh, Psalm 4610, it says, Be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted on the earth. I will be exalted among the nations. Be still. But why is it so crazy hard for us to be silent and still? Feels like that's a command that we could actually keep. And yet, why is it so hard for us to be quiet? awkward, right? I mean, luckily, <laughs> did somebody speak up? No, I mean, it's like, we can't handle being silent. That wasn't even a minute. And there's something inside of us that kind of starts to wig out a bit, you know? I mean, think about it, especially when we, you know, when, we, when these things came on the scene. Uh, it's rare that I'm in a place that anybody's sitting still for longer than 10 seconds that everybody's faces aren't in a phone, right? Even, even at a stoplight, Right? If you're not looking at yours, if you look over to the person next to you, they can't wait that 10 seconds without pulling it up and looking at the phone. We can't be still for a moment. And so this thing that God calls us to, this, this rest, this stillness, is something that's so counter, I don't think we have any clue what it means. And the word Sabbath, I mean, across the room, that can mean a lot of things. It may be, this may be the first time that you've heard that word. You may have all kinds of baggage related to it. You know, it may be that you have to eat fried chicken on Sunday and that's what Sabbath is, you know. I, I've, I've been a part of that group, you know. Uh, I've been a part of the place where you, I'm walking in on a Sunday and I got people street preaching and sticking bad literature on my car telling me that I'm, I'm in sin because I'm going to church on Sunday. You know, you got, you got all over the board. There are things that have been said about the Sabbath and we just need to come back to, hey, what does God really say about it? And as I've started to study on it, one of the things I noticed is that there's been a whole lot of api- opinions in Christendom, but it seems like somehow Jewish culture has just been left out of it, which is really wild to me because, I mean, we've got, we've got this, this, this people that God chose and that he's given this command to, and today they still celebrate it, you know? They, it, Friday evening about uh, sundown, you know, they, they light these, uh, these Shabbat candles and they say this blessing, and they prepare for it all day on Friday, and it's a, it's a real deal that happens across the world in Jewish tradition, and, uh, and there's a lot that we can learn from that, and I think if we, if we discard that, then we miss a lot, so over these next few weeks, we're going to kind of bring that, especially this morning, we're going to kind of bring that to the forefront, and I think it's huge because if we miss it, uh, we, there's this whole background that just gets lost. And it's kind of like the other day, I saw my 16-year-old my on his phone, his, his front page was a picture of Ferris Bueller. Boy, you don't know Ferris Bueller. Get that off your phone, man. Ferris Bueller's, we own that. My generation owns Ferris Bueller. You can't steal it. Doesn't it feel like that's what's trying to happen right now? All these 80s remakes are coming out, and you're like, what are you doing? That that That's ours. You can't understand that. If you're going to do that, you got to go back and watch it with me so I can explain it to you, you know, so you get, so you get it right. Um, there's something in our, that we do. I just think this is an example. Uh, you know these color runs that, that people do, you know? That's, that's really fun. You know, you run and you throw colors. That's a, that's a great idea. It's not a new idea, mind you. So, you know, the Indian culture that, that we love so much it's a celebration of called Holi that celebrates spring, and they've been throwing colors for centuries, right? And they're really good at it. And if you ever take a trip to India, you need to take it on Holi because it's a whole lot of fun. And you throw these colors, and at the end of the day, if you do it right, you are a Smurf, you are purple, right? All those colors, you put it in water guns, you throw the colors, you do it, you you're purple. And um, and we came back, and one Fourth of July, we were with some friends, and we're like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate. We're going to celebrate holy but the problem is we didn't have any of the colors so what can we use for colors so i went to the store and got some some kool-aid packets Like kool-aid packets will do it we can just do kool-aid packets but if we're going to do it we got to throw it you got to make it real concentrated right so it can really dye the skin so we'll all be purple by the end of the day well uh we get all the kids out in this guy's yard and and i had made buckets of constant i mean it was like syrup right of kool-aid and we we had water guns and we were gonna start spraying each other and throwing the colors and we all got in the middle and we said go and so we all Woo, we got there we were spraying each other and i was laughing and playing for about 10 seconds and then uh that stuff burns it's like acidic so we got on our skin and everybody was like ah my arm my eyes there were little, there was i remember one little girl was running around my eyes my eyes so it was like 10 seconds of yeah Luckily, this family had a swimming pool, and uh, the guy who owned the house was like, to the pool! Man, if you could have gotten it on video like that, those few moments. Yay! Ow! Pool! And then we all run and jump in, and the pool turns purple. So something, something turned purple that day. Uh, but yeah, if you try to think about these colors and you don't put it in context and understand, then you miss it. And that's what it feels like we do with Sabbath, with Sabbath when, we miss, when we miss Jewish culture. Da, 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 da. So... Um, so let's start, because this Sabbath idea, I mean, it enters in page one, or maybe page two of your, of your Bible. So Genesis chapter one, first page, God creates the heavens and the earth, right? And he goes through day one, God said, let there be light, and there's light. Day two, let there be sky, sky. Day three, the land and the veggies. Day four, the sun and the moon. Day five, the fish and the birds. Day six, the beast of the earth and mankind. And then, um. and most of them, he, he finishes that day, that very day, by looking at it and going, that's good. By stopping and recognizing, you know what? That's good. And then at the end of, of the days it says uh, verse thirty one, and God saw everything that he had made, all of that, and behold it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. So now we move to the to the seventh day. It says, and on the seventh day God finished the work that he had done, and he rested is the word probably in your Bible, which is really interesting to me that, that they translated in ESV, they, they translated it rested. It's always been a bit confusing to me. We got, we got God, creator God, does he, does he require rest? And on top of that, he did all this creating work by speaking it into existence. So, I mean, like, it's not like he was, you know, I mean, he just spoke it. We so can't be that tired, right? I mean, do you really get tired talking? And this is God. So I've, I've just been confused. Why does God need rest? Well, the word isn't rest. The Hebrew word there is Shabbat, which is where we get Sabbath from. And the word Shabbat means to, to cease and desist, which is like the, right? that's like the police word. Like what you're doing, you better stop, cease and desist. Well, that's, that's what this Shabbat means. Is it says uh, that when he finished the work he had done, he Shabbat. He ceased. On the seventh day, from all the work that he had done, so God blessed the seventh day and made the seventh day holy, special, set apart. Because on it, God, Shabbat, he ceased. From his creativity, from his productivity, he stopped. From all the work that he had done in creation, he ceased. I don't know, you yeah, that changes it a bit for me. So we've got this, this very productive God, six days he's created the, this, all of the heavens and the earth, and then he gives us this model that on this seventh day, he, he stops. In all of his wisdom, he, he stops and he looks at it, and then he looks at it and he says, that's good, that's good. Uh, in Jewish tradition, they really tie the Sabbath day each week back to this creation, in fact, uh, when they light these candles on Friday evening and they and they say this this, this uh, prayer, I've got it here for you. Um, I'll uh, I'll translate for you uh, in uh, in English. What this says is, "Blessed are you, Adonai, our God, Sovereign of all, who, finding favor with us, sacrificed or sanctified us with Mitzvah, which is uh, the, His precepts, His commands, His direction." In love and favor, you made the holy, sacred, set-apart Shabbat, our heritage, as a reminder of the work of creation, as first among our sacred days. So, you know, there are several festivals and sacred times. But as they would say, as first among our sacred days, it recalls the exodus from Egypt, which we'll get more into next week. You chose us uh, and set us apart from all the peoples this this uh, Shabbat, this, this day of rest, was something that set God's people apart from all the other peoples. Um, In love and favor, you have given us your holy, sacred Shabbat as our inheritance. Blessed are you, Adonai, who sanctifies Shabbat. One of the things I really see... <laughs> They see it as a blessing as as a gift as something that 's to be delighted in that uh, this special people of God that they get this blessing of this day of Shabbat, and we we get that, but do we even realize what it is? What are we supposed to do on this day of of unproductivity <laughs> it 's even scary to say that, I start to twinge a little bit like what a, What's supposed to happen? Well, here's a few things I just thought uh, from creation that we see this morning. First, Shabbat is a day of, of recognition. We see God look at what he does and he looks at it and he stops and he says, he says man, that, that was good. And God saw everything that he made and behold, it was good. Stopping each day and then on this special holy day really looking and saying, you know what? That's good. How often do you stop and smell the roses, so to say. You know? Stop, stop long enough to, to look at what's happened this past week, maybe even something that happened yesterday. Maybe it wasn't a massive, huge thing that was good, but, but you're moving so fast you don't even notice the small good things, the answered prayers, the mountains that have been overcome, the hills that could have become mountains, but you crossed over them early. You know, whatever those things are that you stop and you go, you know what? That was good we run so fast that we don't have time to stop and celebrate anything you know i heard a guy talking one time about um how we we live in this mentality that it's like we're in between two flights and we're in the airport and we are already late to catch the next flight You know, have you ever landed at an airport and you're already, it it was late, that plane coming in was late and and they're already boarding and it's on the other side of the airport and you you got your bags and you're just booking it through the airport and you're knocking old ladies down and, you know, you're hungry but you can't eat because you got to make it to the plane and it's just, you're just this hurried existence and nobody, you don't talk to anybody, you ain't got time to talk to anybody. You dropped your bag, you got to catch that flight, right? You're on this and you can't stop. And he was saying that, man, as the people of God, we, we need to be like the folks who have a, like a three-hour layover. I had like a 40-hour layover one time. I, I knew every corner of that airport. I looked at all the restaurants and made an educated decision on which food I wanted to eat because I had the time. You know. I started conversations with strangers because what else was I going to do, right? I mean, I, I, I had time, and that's what God is calling us to in this Shabbat, is, is being able to stop for a second and look around us and take note of what he's done and the good things that have happened. You know, because we're made in the image of God, fellas, you know, down deep inside of there, uh, there's some of us. I know it's not all of us. I think all of us have something like this, but But I've noticed the older that guys get, man, the more particular we get about our yards. You know what I mean? Why is that? I don't know about you. Uh, The part of me that's like that is, man, the beginning of the day, the grass is high and my yard looks bad. Give me a few hours, way too many tools. I mean, I saw a guy the other day on a zero turn on a yard that was about this big revving the engine, right? Why do we do that? Because this is what happens, man. I give me a few hours, and I'll stand back and look at that yard, and it looks good. And I can stop and say, it is good, you know? How many things in our life do we get to do that? Most of us, our jobs aren't that way, that you start and finish and look back at the end of the day and go, finished, good. No, it's these, these works that are never-ending, so somehow we have to break it into these, these sections that we can go, hey, that thing, hey, no way this thing is finished. But that thing, that, that thing was good, and we should stop and recognize, hey, you know what? That was good. Washing your cars that way, man. You wash it, you walk away. That's good. God says that this Shabbat is a time to stop and to recognize it's good. The other thing, the Shabbat is a day of, of remembrance. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done. God finished his work shabbat is a day that we stop and remember that there is a god and you're not him and i'm telling you this whole thing that i'm talking about of feeling like my significance is in in what i produce there's a there's a god complex in there somewhere as as if you take me out of the equation the whole thing falls apart i need a a day to stop and, and and be reminded you know what I'm not holding the world up right now. I'm not filling this room with oxygen. You could take me away, and guess what? You guys would be just fine, you know? I, I, I don't, if I don't produce today, it's not like the end of the world. Like, because I'm not God. But there is a God, and I need to stop today and recognize that He and I are very different. <laughs> and I need to remember that. But it's so easy to forget it. I, uh, we, you know, I was thinking about this, the, uh, you know how a rubber band, like if you, if we just live lives where we just stretch it and stretch it and stretch it and stretch it and never recoil, you know, we just continue to stretch, you're just going to, you just break the rubber band. It needs to be, our lives need this rhythm and God in his sovereignty knows that. And that's the reason day one, page one, hey, this is a holy day and it's needed. And there's a lot of, you probably have illustrations of you know, like, if you just work, 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 and never rest, the people who have rest actually are more productive than those who aren't. I, uh, in college, I worked for this rancher, and, um, and I should have learned a lesson from this, and I just didn't, but I remember it clearly. I even remember specifics about the story, but he, uh, he took me out to his ranch, and it was a summer, and I was in training for football, and, and he was always mouthing me about how these other guys could outwork me, which he knew was just pushing my buttons, you know? I was gonna, I was gonna prove... I was going to prove this, this cat, you know. And he took me out to this uh, one field, and he said, we're going to build a fence here, and I need 18 post holes dug. Anybody ever dug post holes? That's the worst work you can do, right? And he handed me a post hole digger and said, I'm going to come back in a few hours. And all he gave me was, I mean, I, I need 18 post holes dug, and here's where they are. They're already marked where they needed to be. It's a hot summer day. I jumped out of that truck, and I made up my mind, all right, you want 18 post holes? I can give you 18 post holes. So I just went after it, man. I just, ah, just killed it. And when he drove back, I was laid up against the barn, passed out. And uh, I got in the truck, and he said, man, that was tough, wasn't it? Said, yeah, he said, how many did you get done? I said, 18. What? I said, I, I got 18 post holes. That's what you said you wanted. He said, man, I thought you'd have like four or five, Doug. You, you did all 18? Yeah, I did all 18. He said, man, you're not going to be worth killing the rest of the day. Now you just going to have to go find a place to nap. You wore yourself out. I didn't want you to dig it. He was angry at me because I had overworked myself. He expected me to take a water break here and there. You know? But I didn't. I pushed it all the way to the end. You know, I feel like that's some way we, we think that this is going to make everything better. But actually what it does is it burns us out and then we don't make it for the long haul. God knows what he's doing when he says, hey, one in seven days, you need to cease and desist. You need to Shabbat. Recognize that you are not God. And the last thing, the Shabbat is a day of, of rejoicing. And this is one that I just, I think we really miss. I, have, you, have you thought about Sabbath as a gift and a blessing and a day to, to party, to, to enjoy, because that's, that's the picture we get. It's, it's a day of, of rejoicing. And God blessed the seventh, the seventh day and said, this is a sacred, special day. One of the things, and then we'll get more into this next week, but for them, one of the big things is they, among all the peoples, they had this day commanded by their God, the Jewish people, to be unproductive, to, to cease. Now realize Uh, When they get the command in Exodus, they're just coming out of bondage. Slaves don't get a day off. Free people get a day off. People who command their schedule, they get to break. Slaves don't get to break. So this celebration of Shabbat is a celebration of our freedom. We're, We're free people. While everybody else might be in bondage, we're not. We're free. We're free. We, we, we live on a, on a different level. Our God has set us free. Not to mention in Christ the freedom that we have, that we get to live this day and not be bound by everything that the world presses upon us. But we get to transcend it. We're free. It's a. Shabbat is a snow day. You remember what it was like to be a kid and to. People talking about snow's coming in and watching the TV and hoping that maybe school's off tomorrow. We got us a snow day and running out in the morning seeing if there's some snow on the ground. And is it, is it slippery enough that we can't get out the driveway? You know, maybe this was for you this Christmas. Maybe you're like, man, I don't have to go to work today because nobody's going to be driving and the store's closed. And I can, I, man, but what do you do then? It's like, all right, I got the day. I, I got the day. Um, this emotional, healthy spirituality class that we did not too long ago with Brandy Harris-led, one statement that she made that really has just stuck with me. is She said, Shabbat is a day to go get bored on purpose. (sighs) Be unproductive on purpose. At least I need some purpose. My goal is to not have any goals and to be unproductive this day so that I can (sighs) take a breath, remember, recognize, get perspective, and celebrate this incredible God. And I'm a free man. I'm not bound. You know, I thought about these, uh, we've got a bunch of these cups out there. If you want one, you're welcome to it. Uh, but I thought, well, you know, we could call these Shabbat cups because my phone happens to fit just perfect in there, man. Maybe I, maybe I need a day that I just need some symbols that, you know, maybe it's not lighting the candles and say, but I, some days that I just go, you know what? I'm free and this day I need to be still and know that there is a God, that I'm not Him, and I'm going to give Him all of my, my worship by not trying to, to take His job away from Him, but letting God be God and praising Him for all that He is, you know? So in the next few minutes as we, as we sing these songs, and maybe this will begin something this month, that we can actually figure out what it looks like to honor God in this thing that He's commanded us to and modeled for us. Next week we're going to talk about the command and then the next two weeks we're going to talk about the way that, that Sabbath is misused and miscommunicated and the controversies that Jesus had and his earthly ministries about it. There's a, there's a lot. But, um, but maybe this morning we can just start that as, in us. All right, let me pray for us. Father, I, I know that this is uh, a topic that is, is huge to you. You made a huge deal out of it. I mean, here we are page one and you already give us this model. In your wisdom and your sovereignty you know what we need better than we do and I just confess we have we have we have really not given attention to this and we have miscommunicated it and just uh, disobeyed it and I'm asking that you would do in me and my family and, and our community a work that we would We would find the rhythm that you've called us to so that you can do through us all the things that you want us to so that we're not just running around chasing our tails but that you can be at your full strength in us to accomplish your works through us to your glory. Amen.